and you thought vinyl left. You're listening to the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Everything vinyl. I am concert buddy and am uh, very happy to kind of lead the uninitiated and the initiated to kind of talk about the youngest members of the vinyl community. Is that a registered trademark, Dylan? Do I have to say registered? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I made sure Gene Simmons didn't trademark it before I could. <laughs> <laughs> It'll no, but I'm joined by the youngest members of the vinyl community. And every year, and we'll kind of get into this, they join up like the injured from all parts of the country and, and have a trip celebrating fellowship, loves of music, vinyl records, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get all into that, but go ahead and do some introductions. We'll start since Dylan, you're going to be outnumbered on this trip. You, you, you are the, the token. Well, I, I, we'll get into that. You are the token male on the screen as part of the panel, but I believe there's some, uh, some men also going to be on the trip. So, so Dylan, yes. the records for joining us. How you doing, Hello. sir? I'm doing fan bloody tastic. And boy, and a Colt 45 t-shirt is awesome. Hell yeah. Embracing color. <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, and then we are joined by Marican. Marican's Music is your channel, am I right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. How are you doing this morning? Doing good, doing good. Awesome. And then the one, the Oni, the biggest cheap trick fan I know, probably you guys know of, <laughs> Emma from the channel 8 Vinyl Low. How are you doing, Emma? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Excited, excited yeah. to kind of kick this off because I, I've known, I'm a spoiler alert, I kind of found out errantly. I was at mutual friend Billy Hurst's shop like a month or two ago, just made the trip from Slowest over there, and I'm just shooting a breeze. And then all of a sudden, two thirds of our panelists just walk in the door unannounced, <laughs> and apparently there was cookies. And I was like, what is happening? It was very surreal. And then, uh, heard a little conversation because i knew this trip was coming because i am a, a watcher of the content that you guys make out so i knew trip three was probably in the works but might have heard a little something something so but before we get into all that where you guys are going for trip number three let's kind of kick for the initiated and and talk about how did you guys meet the origins of the youngest members of the vinyl community dylan i'll kick it off with you so it all started way back in a former time, and, and uh, this was in 2020, because uh, back when COVID was going on and everyone was in quarantine, um, it seemed like the theme within the YouTube vinyl community was like collaborations and such. And um, and at the time, um, Mike from Retrospin Vinyl and I, we had done some stuff together, and he had befriended um, Emma Marican. And then I think initially at first, the original lineup of the youngest members was myself, Mike, and Emma. And then Marikin came into the fold. Mm -hmm. And then sometime after that, Jenna came in. And we just kind of spent that summer, really, of 2020 just doing collabs and Zoom calls and FaceTimes and this and that. And um, ultimately, once the world kind of opened up again, it was like, hey, why don't we plan a trip and try to make you know something happen? And then 2021 Nashville, and then the rest is kind of history. <laughs> Nice. Well, I should I should know that. So Jenna is also part of the, the team. Jenna, Jenna yes. is, as we were talking about backstage, a little bit of free spirits. She may come. She may not yes. come. She's definitely coming on the trip, but for the mm -hmm. live stream purposes, uh, part of the team, part of the ensemble. So, so Emma, like for you, what was it like? Uh, you know, like getting to know because uh, you got to know each other virtually before you guys took trip one. What was yeah. so getting to know 
com- I hate to say it, complete strangers in a lot of ways that you yeah. find commonalities. Like what are some of the commonalities you got to know through getting to know this group? Well, the first thing was obviously the music connection, right? And collecting vinyl. Uh, but, and, and we've, we've talked about this a couple of times, especially kind of reflecting on some of our past trips. It's like, like you said, we know each other, we talk online, but we don't really know, you know, how it's going to be when we go in person on this first trip in Nashville. We didn't know how that was going to uh, happen. I mean, we were stuck with each other for an entire week. So, so you never know how that's, uh, that's going to go. But, uh, but literally right when, uh, I think we met up. What was it? Did Marie and was it you first that we met up with at the Airbnb? Uh, yeah, it was. I think I got you. Um, yeah. We met up at the grilled cheesery. We got lunch. Yeah. And um, Jenna come in like shortly after, so it was like us girls. Yeah. And uh, Mike and Dylan were like a, a day behind, so they joined us like a, a day late. But yeah, it was us girls at first. It was really fun. Yeah, and literally right when everybody got together, it just felt. I, I don't know. It just felt it, comfortable. It, it felt normal. It felt it fun. Yeah. So. Nice. Well, we're already getting hammered with some real wise guys in the peanut gallery. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to throw that. We got Joe Marino, who's an aspiring comedian. He, he's got a <laughs> some questions. What's the criteria to be youngest? Is there an age limit? I want to, inquiring minds want to know, what would you say? <laughs> I, I think it's just the mere coincidence that we are all within the same age group and are the age demographic that we find ourselves in is a major difference compared to what I guess the the vinyl community at large tends to be. <laughs> Trying to word no, no, it as kind of respectfully as possible. <laughs> no, I, I think that's an easy way to say it. And Dylan, when I had you on, we did our little chat for the podcast, Vinyl Community Podcast, Cheap Plug. Uh, we kind of talked about that because I, I'm kind of like in between both worlds. I feel like I like there's the younger segment of folks who are in the vinyl, in the music, etc. There's the older guard, and then I'm kind of like I'm Switzerland, right? So I can I can appreciate that. But to your point, but to your point, there there is it feels like there's traditionally older folks who uh, are content, the heavy bulk of the content creators and so forth. And speaking of which, are you ready for this? The one and only Norman Masloff has a question. He, he says, does chance card people prior to participation? That's a great question. This is this. I didn't, I didn't bring the white van. I don't have any candy. I don't have any kind of weird stuff like that. So I'm trusting everyone is of legal age before we headed into this adventure. So. Yes. Anywho, yeah. well, well, that's kind of my next question is: is the youngest members of the vinyl community? How did that actual name come up? Was that something intentional, or just something like you guys were calling yourselves as like tongue-in-cheek thing? How did that? And Dylan, I know you're an you're an enterprising type of guy, so I have a feeling this probably started with you. All the paperwork, Actually, the trademarks, everything else to is there. I don't think I was the one that it came up. Mike. It yeah. was, but I trademarked it though. Anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was. I think it was his idea to name us that. But also, it kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah. there's no need to put too much extra thought into some fancy name. Just keep it simple. I'm sure. And 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 the question I have is: Are you accepting applications for new membership, or do you feel that this communal group? It, it, it's it's good as it can be. If there if there's an aspiring YouTuber out there and they see your videos and like, man, looks like a fun group. I want to be part of Trip Four. Is that are you guys accepting applications or how's that work? There's an initiation process. <laughs> All right. 
we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at there. We don't we don't want to talk about blood oaths or any kind of talismans or smoke machines or anything. So that's probably for the best. So, uh, so you kind of let off about trip number one, but uh, Marika, heading into trip number one, was there a lot of trepidation or were, was there a lot of excitement or a little both? Because like you said, you've been talking virtually to everybody up to this point and you were organized enough to make a trip to say, let's go to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you feeling going into that? And was Nashville like just the easy choice for trip number one or was there a lot of deliberation in how that worked out? Yeah, um, I was really excited to meet everybody because, you know, we'd spent the strong majority of a year really getting to know each other. You know, we have a group text. We talk like every single day, um, you know, and we've done several zoom chats and Mike actually uh, loved country music and, you know, wanted to go to Nashville and I live an hour and a half away from Nashville. So it kind of just come up. Like if you do come down, uh, you know, we could meet up and it'd be a fun trip. And then it just kind of evolved into like, Hey, let's all meet up. Um, so it was definitely like really easy for me and my husband to go because, you know, we're an hour away. It was a quick drive. Uh, we knew the area really well. We honeymoon there. You know, I have doctors there. We go there pretty often. So uh, it was really nice because I got to be kind of the tour guide for everybody. And I think it was really fun because we got to really like know each other even more on like a different personal level meeting in person like that. Um, and I think it's kind of helped us strengthen uh, as, as a group of friends and we've even had like little meetups and stuff on the side as well. Like throughout the year, like Emma and I've met up a couple times and, um, it was just really fun to meet everybody in Nashville. And when we met, we were just like, we have to do this again. There's no way like we can just do this one time and be like, okay, we're good. We'll just go back to texting. So we immediately like started planning trip two and then trip three. So it's just, it's been really fun. That's fun. Uh, Dylan, you got, I got to get throw this one. Uh, Joe Marino again has one, a rebranding opportunity, the VC barely legal thoughts, sir. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I mean, that is Jenna. That is Jenna for sure. She's the youngest. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So that was kind of the, the idea for going to new Orleans this year. Fair yeah, fair. Well, oh, 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 we, oh, we just dropped it. We just dropped. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> nice little oh, nice. Surprise. Surprise. I was going to bury the lead. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. So let, let, let's talk about, uh, well, let's get right into it. So official announcement. This kind of came out like a popcorn fart. We'll talk about trip, trip number three. I'm is, about uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like we all do. So it's like, okay, we can talk about it. <laughs> all right. Well, cats out of the bag. New Orleans is the destination du jour. So let's let's just go ahead and talk about that before we get into some of these other canned questions I got for you. So New Orleans, talk about uh, how the decision tree kind of developed from there. Because obviously there's a lot of places you can go, Chicago. I mean, so many places. How, how did New Orleans come into focus for you guys? I would say it was more so, I think, just the fact that Jenna has freshly turned 21. She wants to explore that area to the fullest potential of what the age 21 entails. <laughs> so, uh, so it, and it was kind of just a, a unanimous, like, okay, that's where we're going. I mean, literally, I remember when Emma was taking uh, me to the airport, uh, we were actually, like, talking about, you know, New Orleans and such, like, a year ago. So it's okay. basically was set in stone, you know, a year from, like, a year ago in time. 
to that end, Emma, is it is it New Orleans? Is just is it the destination that was important? Is it the record shopping that was important? Like how did how did what New Orleans top of your uh, your mind as, as as I guess as late as a year ago? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it was brought up. I know Jenna was talking about that she wanted to go, so we kind of all just decided to do it. Um, but I, I mean, personally for me, the biggest thing is just having an opportunity to hang out with these guys. I don't care where we go. I mean, New Orleans is obviously a blast and I'm so excited. I've never been, but it just seems so fun. Um, but, uh, yeah. So your number is going to be Des Moines, Iowa. Is it safe to say? Can we let that another bag? Yeah, definitely. Definitely somewhere in Iowa. Like if I had to choose, it'd be there. (laughs) Bridget, I know you're a big fan. I understand. No, I get it. Yeah, but um, I, no, I'm excited. And, and then obviously just having that music connection down in New Orleans, just, I mean, there's so much to do there, record shops, um, jazz, you know, we we're, we have a designated, I'm going to say something here too. We have a designated like jazz night that we're planning because uh, we're music nerds. So uh, we're, we're going to a bunch of different, obviously preservation jazz halls in there um, and a nice. couple other places that you will see in the documentary on the Record Spinners channel. <laughs> Cheap plug. I like it. Nice work. <laughs> now, we were talking a little bit backstage about the planning process, and, and Marika and I are kindred spirits, and there's good some structure. And Emma, you kind of teased it. Uh, are you guys are you guys emboldened enough to kind of give give everyone watching and, and listening to this later uh, just a rundown of what kind of fun stuff you guys have on the itinerary? What, what, what kind of stuff are you guys looking forward to doing? I mean, I don't see why we should hide anything that we're doing. Um, obviously, there's going to be record shopping. That's like a given. A whole day's worth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I we're super excited about a swamp tour. So we knew that that was going to be a must. And of course, you know, jazz is a big thing for New Orleans, but so is voodoo. So we're going to do a ghost and voodoo tour. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things in the entire world is hot sauce. (laughs) So there's a Tabasco (laughs) plant. And my dad actually toured it years ago. And he said it was a really fun thing to do. So it's about two hours outside of New Orleans. So we're going to take a little day trip and do that. Um, you know, we've mentioned jazz night. We've got a lot of just bourbon street, uh, kind of the typical touristy things as well. So we, we have, again, I knew this was going to happen. Josh D is asking, can I come? Is it too late? Do you have, do you have room in Airbnb for Josh D? Just curious. I'm going to take that as a no. The silence means no. I've learned <laughs> long enough to know that I'm means no. I'm a witty answer for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, now, Mazzy, Mazzy, he's firing on all cylinders. He said to come to Seattle. He, That's he, been thrown around. He was, he was so touched that I brought my family to Mazzy's house for a whack-a-mole that now he's open. I, I broke the barriers. I'd like to think I was a groundbreaker because I think the week after I went to Mazzy's, Tim from University of Vinyl was there. They just had a big meetup. So, so Mazzy, I'd like to get some credit for opening the doors and melting that ice bridge to Mazzy's house for the vinyl community. It's and funny you mentioned Seattle, though, is a trip. We brought it up, yeah. We brought, brought it up as a potential trip, so. It could yeah. be. I mean, who knows? Very possible. Yeah, it, it's Highly recommended it. Good record scene. Uh, it's cool city. A lot of tour stuff to do. Space Needle. I mean, I'm not going to sell you on it. Obviously, Mazzy is the, the president of the Board of Tourism, so I'll let him speak to it to you guys on another time. But So let's talk about uh, – so obviously, this is trip number three. Yes. Let's talk about the differences. Uh, we'll start with trip one, Nashville, to then trip two, St. Louis, my stomping grounds. What were some of the differences from the first trip to the second trip, would you say, Emma? Um, 
I mean, obviously our, our bond uh, has just grown over the last, you know, that year in between we were close already and Nashville was awesome and we had a great time, but, um, you know, we've really gotten outside of just music, just involved in each other's lives. And, you know, I consider these guys family and, uh, and yeah, so I would say that, that, that bond has definitely grown. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't really know what else, what else can you guys think of that would be different? I mean, obviously St. Louis is just a different kind of vibe from- different vibe there's better <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna say it i'm just gonna say it i'm partial but i'm just gonna yeah. say it i think overall like when we first got together in nashville like given that we got along so well via text or when we did our various zoom calls like we knew that we were going to be in for a fun week but like once the end of the week came i did not want to come home like there was a genuine sadness once mm-hmm. i arrived back in jersey it was so sad but once we like met up for St. Louis, it was just kind of like, all right, where did we leave off at? And I think that very much sets the tone for New Orleans going into the future. So it's just kind of like, all right, you know, this is where we left off. All right, let, let's go. So, so good news. We've got him on the hook. Mazzy says he'd host a night. So you've got, you've got one day of your Seattle trip whenever that takes place. Mazzy, we've got it documented in the annals of the internet. So lock and load it. <laughs> all right. So, so Marie, can what to that point? So, obviously, St. Louis is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say heading from St. Louis last year to, to New Orleans? What would you say like some of the biggest difference? Because you, I, I know your husband has joined mm-hmm. you the first two years. I'm assuming he's joining you also. Yes, yes, he'll be there. Um, honestly, I don't really know like a ton of differences. Um, mainly in scheduling, I feel like was the big difference this year. Uh, the past two years, we kind of got close to trip time before we really started to plan and book things. And we really wanted to take it seriously this year and get stuff booked, you know, pretty quick just because we have such a large group. So Airbnbs are more expensive, um, harder to find decent, larger Airbnbs as well. Um, And so that was one thing that we really did uh, well this year is plan the Airbnbs and, um, you know, we got a rental car this year because we're going to drive down uh, from Nashville to New Orleans with everybody. So that's kind of going to be a fun road trip. We, we've we done like many road trips, I guess, from Emma's to St. Louis last year. Perfect. But this will be like a big eight-hour drive with everybody. So um, I think that'll be a little bit different too. But other than that, again, I think it's just going to be like a big family reunion, getting awesome. back together with everybody. Awesome. The eight-hour eight drive is going to determine if there's going to be a trip four. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, this really determines how strong we are. <laughs> well, no, Dylan, don't forget because we have to come back too. So double up. Yes. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Just well, pure silence in the car. <laughs> listen, I know the New Orleans trip hasn't even happened yet, but we've got some more of these uh, Pacific Northwesterners volunteering. To I think this is Trevor over at Flat Round and Spun VC. He says he's basically volunteering Mazzy and Harry to take care of the Pierce County area. So I'm telling you, like Seattle is almost planned out by the end of this broadcast. We'll have it all figured out. I mean, (laughs) unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, And actually, speaking of New Orleans, I see a good friend of the show, uh, Novice Nick, restaurateur, lives in New Orleans. So I know he's probably, if you've got any good recommendations, obviously your restaurant, Nick, is a recommendation of itself. But yeah. um, 
I'm sure I'm sure any kind of food or any kind of uh, local recommendations are, are welcome for this group. But um, well, we've already jumped to the announcement <laughs> of, of, of New Orleans. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um, now, I, I don't want to be presumptuous, but are there any anyone else joining you guys for this trip or, or is that pretty much Jenna and then and Marikin's husband? Is that pretty much it? Yeah. Got it. And then I, we said this in the backstage, but I had a feeling and it was confirmed. But I think keeping another tradition alive is is Dylan traveling the most miles of any of the participants to meet up. It was that part of the planning process because that's a great tradition. If you're three years in a row, I mean, any any kind of future you could you could you could plan L.A. next year. I can Seattle next year, and I think every <laughs> single time Dylan is going to be the most that traveled. But but Dylan, you said. And I hope it's okay to share this. This will be your first time on a plane by yourself. So, Is that accurate? Yes. So obviously, like last year, Mike and I had flo- flown into O'Hare. And then for other ventures that I've done that required plane rides, always, always with like other friends or whatever. But first time ever flying solo. But honestly, I enjoy it very much. You know, I love airfare. Just, you know, see the views of everything. It's It's nice. But if I ever relocate to the Midwest to be closer to these uh, to these guys, then it won't be so much of an issue. <laughs> I get, it, I get. It. Do you guys just kind of round the horn? Do you prefer air travel, or, or or is part of the spirit for you guys the ground travel of the road trip style of, of the communion? What would you say, Emma? I mean, I like both of them. I don't think I have a favorite. Obviously, the road trip's fun. It's just been convenient the last couple years with uh, the places that we've gone, Nashville and St. Louis, you know, I'm from this kind of Chicagoland area around there. So it's just been easy with the Midwest. So, um, but I don't mind flying. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> and what'd you say, Marika? Do you, do you enjoy road trip in it? And is that part of the allure of this trip or, or, or do you mind getting yeah. on the, the metal bird and going if you need to? You know, I don't mind a plane. Um, I've been on them several times before, but I just really love seeing like the countryside and the views. And when we decided on New Orleans, Jared and I decided early on, like we would drive down. Cause like I said, it's about eight hours from Nashville. So 10 hours roughly from our house. Um, And so whenever everybody kind of started making plans to fly in and Emma lives, uh, you know, about five, six hours North of us. So she's like, well, I'll just catch a ride with you guys. So it kind of just become, let's all meet up rent a car and, and drive down together and road trip together. And I just love the idea of road tripping. You know, you can have a good road trip playlist. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> everybody can just chat freely. And I think one thing about like being on a plane, I feel like I have to be quiet and I'm like trying to whisper and talk to whoever I'm with. So like, I don't like everybody hearing my conversation necessarily. And now we're in the van and we can be our loud, obnoxious selves and, we can drive my husband crazy because he'll be driving. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if there if there is a trip that requires all of us to fly, we could just pull a zeppelin and get the starship. Yeah, and yeah. Just get our own private, you know, jet organ in there okay. and everything. I know yeah. that could be it. That'd be interesting. So we're we're, we're joined by uh, Vinyl Community uh, Illuminati member, the Vinyl Archivist Patrick. He says, going to New Orleans to record shop, not a good idea. One good night on Bourbon Street, and it's over. So is I'm assuming Bourbon Street's got to be in the cards for you guys. Oh, is that, well, yeah. Is, is, that early, is that early in the stay, or is, that, is it strategically placed somewhere else in the stay? Is it in the middle? I think it's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a good idea. All right, Josh Diaz. I mean, you're spot on. There's it's no is there no Bucky's? Is Bucky's on the itinerary? I don't know if the Bucky's are in New Orleans. Do you guys know what Bucky's are, right? I yeah, yeah I know. Okay, I'm just making sure because <laughs> maybe people listening or watching. I mean, Bucky's is gas station on steroids. Is that fair to say fair. for, yeah, for I mean, the uninitiated? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a must if there's a Bucky's. We have them, but they call them Wallies here. There's actually one in I guess Central okay. Illinois. Now they have one not too far from me. It's basically Bucky's light let's call it but any oh jason arsenal chance needs to start a middle-aged members of the vc club then he's oh gonna there you go there you go yeah <laughs> I, i'm not as busy as dylan but i've got a lot going on i don't know if i can stand that <laughs> that's crazy so so going back to the music part the road tripping part let's kind of dig in there a little bit let's kick it off with you talked about playlists talk about being organized are there playlists that have already been set up specifically for trip number three emma you're smiling i'll lead off with you <laughs> yes <laughs> okay all right yeah I think that, we kind of started one yeah, yeah. and, and, and can i ask for spoilers like how does i mean because a playlist is important there's a lot of thought there's you got to make sure you mm-hmm. stack the songs in the right way because you, you don't want to start out too hot you know it's 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 like a new relationship don't start out too hot ease into it and then once you get to the middle it's it's really great can i dare i ask what kind of stuff will you be i mean spoilers i understand what what kind of stuff what kind of thought went into this playlist and and i'm assuming it's going to be some of the usual greatest hits for you guys right cheap trick kiss i mean because you got to be you got to be democratic about these things Mm -hmm. but what else is on these playlists well, Jared kind of started with um, like songs that mentioned New Orleans. Um, that was kind of a thing like uh, right. that we talked about is some of our favorite songs that involved New Orleans in the city. And um, then from there, he kind of compiled some of our favorites. And like you said, you have to have a good flow to it. So he uh, put a lot of really good thought into it and made a really cool playlist. We've listened to it here and we shared it with the group. I don't know if you guys have really listened through it, but um, it's got some really cool stuff from a lot of different genres. Like you said, you know, we've got some queen and cheap trick and kiss, um, you know, some Beatles, some, some really good stuff on there. Uh, Jared's got some country on there as well. And it's just overall, it's kind of a mix of everything. It's, it's a good playlist. I'd say solid. What would where would you say? I mean, for folks that are, are new or are not not used to your channels, and I'll post, I'll put all the links for the channels after this. But what kind of stuff? What kind of music do you guys generally like lean in on? I mean, is it a cross section of genres? Or I mean, I know I wouldn't say like I know I know probably more of Dylan's taste in terms of like kind of all over the place. You have some areas you go. Um, is that part of what makes this trip cool? Is each other to different pockets of music and, and different type of artists and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan's obviously like the big kiss fan. And um, I feel like Dylan and I kind of bond over some modern music. Uh, we like yeah. um, Courtney Barnett. I've introduced him to Arlo Parks and Maya Hawk, which are kind of like along the same vein. Um, he's introduced me to some really good music as well. He's got me into the Sparks recently in the past year and a half or so. And um, of course, Emma has influenced our love of cheap trick and uh some of that bluesy territory as well she's definitely influenced us there and i think we all kind of have a similar love of classic rock as well so when we get together and we listen to some of that we bond over some of our favorite songs and then we kind of create some good memories with some of our favorite classic rock hits too yeah 
so it's just kind of a big compilation, I guess, of random genres, randomness. Emma and I, when we were on our last trip together, she uh, did a playlist in the car. <laughs> and it just it went everywhere. It went from like NWA to... Whoa, Florida. Emma, you're, come on. <laughs> Off-brand, Emma, what's going on here? Like everywhere. <laughs> so we have a, a wide variety of music we listen to. That makes sense. One one thing I enjoy about the violent community at large is is that kind of exposure to music that maybe because I'm an old I'll just I'll say it, say it out loud but you know when I was coming up listening to the radio was usually the the entry point to new artists music information etc. Now obviously we've got these devices and and that's changed but as we've kind of gotten into this lane of streaming is obviously the predominant way of consuming music. Um, you guys are kind of a throwback in the sense that you like vinyl, enjoy vinyl. I'm assuming prefer listening to music on vinyl. Is that safe to say? 100%. Yeah. So all that said, like, what, what are some channels that you guys derive some, like, music inspiration from outside of your own? Obviously, you guys, like, watch each other's stuff and all that. But what are some of the channels that kind of give you guys good information? They feed your soul, as my friend Tone Scott would say. Yeah, someone that immediately comes to mind is uh, John over at the digital gramophone sure. over the last like couple years, just, he's just shown so much music that I've really gotten into from sun vault to uh, Bob mold stuff to who's do and so on. So that's the first one that came to mind. I've been just really kind of falling down that rabbit hole with a lot of uh, new stuff. Enrique, what did you say? What kind of channels, like you don't have to say like what channels you watch all the time. Cause we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but well, what are some channels that you derive music inspiration from? And then to the point where maybe you like you share it with your husband, you share it with other members of the, uh, the youngest members of the vinyl community. What would you say? Um, I feel like I really connect with Melinda Murphy a lot. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of similar music tastes, but um, you know, obviously she has some great music tastes that, uh, it's stuff that I didn't think I would ever listen to or like myself, but you know, once I give it a shot, I really love it. So I watch her channel all the time. Uh, love her stuff, and um, man, I don't know. I've been, I feel like I've been out of it a lot lately because I've just like been packing. And like the last couple weeks, I've just like yeah, sure. feel like I've not been in the vinyl community much at all. But um, of course, I watch these guys a lot, and um. I kind of try and just kind of watch a lot of different things. We watch Mazzy a lot too. Um, we'll like stream YouTube on the TV and Jared and I'll watch some good vinyl community stuff. But yeah. I really like to kind of just watch a lot of different people, even like suggested stuff that's come up. Maybe people I don't know before. I like to just click on it because I like to learn about music and sure. seeing people being passionate about what they love. It's just, it really makes you want to listen to it. So I just, a lot of times it's just random too. So Makes sense. And Dylan, I know we we covered this before in our chat once before, but like, what are some channels that really, I mean, cause you, you know, a lot of stuff. I'm just going to say it. you are like an old soul and in, in your music knowledge. Like what are some channels that really kind of like fire you up in terms of learning or taking you in different directions in terms of new music? Um, I honestly would have to second what Marie and I said with Melinda's channel. I mean, both in terms of like tastes, but also the fact that she's also into like all the audiophile stuff, like the MoFi's and this and that. Mm -hmm. That for me is what also intrigues me because for as much as I love music and I can enjoy it for just, you know, the music alone, I also am big on sound quality. So I'm into all those kind of geeky aspects of, you know, the audiophile realm. I am not a major one by any means. My setup is very modest, um, but definitely her channel and i'll tune into mazzy as well mazzy is like i 
I always consider him to be like one of the giants of the VC because it's like. Oh man, don't make, man. don't make his head too big. He's watching. No, Come listen, on. whatever the man Come puts on. out, it does tremendously well. So <laughs> if I can hit that level, then I'll be satisfied. <laughs> uh, listen, I've said it before, and even after meeting him, it kind of sealed the deal. Like he's a very nice guy, great storyteller. He's got a, it's one of those things where, where people who have the life of music in their soul, and he's one of those dudes. And, but also, like, he's very generous of sharing his information, his time. You know that that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I think Mazzy being a unanimous choice for uh, the Mount Rushy of the uh, the VC, I think is is a no brainer. Um, well, we've got some interesting questions here. I've been kind of saving them because I'm just going to hit you rapid fire. And of course, if you're watching this, feel free to shoot some more questions. Um, let's go ahead and just kind of kick off with a couple of questions. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, this is an easy one. When is the trip? Tomorrow. When is the trip? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, you want to show your bag? I mean, Dylan, Dylan is so excited. He's already got he's his, got his bag. He's got his bag, and There's that's not filled with like tw- work of survival in this bag. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally, you guys are tying up loose ends today. Obviously, this live stream kind of kicking off the, the announcement and everything. But literally, what does tomorrow look like in terms of the travel itinerary? So Emma is meeting up with Marikan. And then mm-hmm. they're going to be going down to Nashville to pick up Jenna and I, since we're both going to be flying out from our respective home areas, clo- closest airports to us. Huh. And then stay overnight, not to give like a whole day by day breakdown, but we're staying overnight in Franklin. And then on Monday morning, we're literally going to make the eight hour trek down to New Orleans, get settled, go about our week, and then we part ways on Saturday. Yeah. All of us, Saturday Next at least. Week, yep. there, there are some postscripts for this trip, but you'll, you'll, you'll have to watch a future video for that. <laughs> well, and it's important to note that, that Dylan does a really nice job of, of documenting these trips and then doing the editing. And then there's a nice recap. Usually, I think last year, was it was within a month or like four or five weeks, I feel like. It was pretty pretty good turnaround time between when you guys took the trip and then the actual documentary or is it a documentary or a mockumentary? Cause I know there's a lot Definitely of laughing. documentary. But real quick chance though, for saying such nice things, I'm sending this your way. I'll put it right here. <laughs> Thank you. I'll put that right in the concert. Buddy, uh, offers. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> but um, yeah, the uh, turnaround is usually rather quick. I would say on average two to three weeks is when, uh, I go about editing. I mean, we've already been discussing different approaches for how we want to do this documentary because I will say, like, um, last year's St. Louis doc was, I, I feel, superior to, to the Nashville one. But I think with what we've been talking about and then some of the ideas that I have as well for approaching it, you guys are going to be in for a major treat. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be so different compared to mm-hmm. last year's which I kind of felt recycled some elements from Nashville, which is not a bad thing, but sure. you, there's always that urge to top whatever you previously did. So I can gladly say um, this one is going to outdo St. Louis in terms of just the flow, the way it's presented. And I'm aiming to get that up uh, in early August. Okay. Like literally sense. like the, the day after I come home, I will be editing. Oh no. Are you, so. is, is it safe to say, like when you say you feel this will be a step, another step forward, are you using new equipment or are you got like microphones? You got like a boom mic. You got like, like, like yeah. what's yeah. Yeah. boom mics and ring lights. I, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually, 
we're actually hiring a film company, so I don't have to do all the work, but I'm in charge of assembling. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, it's honestly, it's pretty much the same. You know, I transparency, I, I film everything on my iPhone, and then I know the others will like film things too, and then they'll send them my way for possible inclusion, and we just kind of curate about that. But um, are we actually doing confessionals, guys? <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it so much. I feel like if we don't, we're going to be disappointed. Listen, well, I, we need to. That, that's a great segue because uh, Mazzy just yes. fired this comment off. Will it be like real life on MTV, hidden online cameras in Airbnb? What would you say totally. to that? <laughs> yep. Totally. No, that's a sure thing? Okay. Yep. All right. Well, be ready to stay up late, Mazzy, because there's going to be some late night confessionals coming your <laughs> way. We, like, <laughs> joked about it at, in St. Louis. We were like, man, like, we should do some confessional type stuff. Um and then, like, this year, we've even talked more and more about it. So I was like, guys, I'm legitimately bringing my ring light. We can sit in a dark room. We're going to, like, straight up do confessionals this year. Um, yeah. And then if we don't, I think that's just going to be so disappointing. So I think we have to at this point. Well, well, let me ask you this, and I may be dating myself. Do you remember the show The Real World? I don't even know if they do it anymore. Yeah. Right? So yeah. back in the day when I was younger, that actually the show actually featured real people, but they did did it in New Orleans. Now it's a bunch of hard bodied, like everyone's hooking up with each other, etc. But I think it was like season seven they did in New Orleans, mm -hmm. and I feel that was one of the last genuine seasons. So they the confessionals. That's that's where I remember the confessional scene from that because they were doing Bun and Murray Productions was doing that long before Big Brother or any of the. Uh, the uh, what's his face, Mark Burnett kind of stuff. But anyway, I'm, I'm glad I saw you nodding, so that made me feel better because I'm like, if I'm just talking <laughs> about real world, nobody knows, and I'm really going to feel old on this one. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Perez has got a good one. Well, this isn't really a question, but it's a good one. Uh, potentially a future iteration, Austin Record Convention would have been a great weekend and record shopping experience. I, I second that because I, I try to go every year. It's a good time and, and great food. If you like barbecue, I mean, oh, Austin, yeah. Austin's where it's at. Um, before we get into some other questions, let's talk about the record shopping experience. Have you guys, I'm assuming, because like when you went to St. Louis, you already, I mean, it was, it was a, a prerequisite. You're going to hit up Billy Hearst and Riverbend Records. And, and I think Marika, and I think you, I mean, early in the trip, you guys went there and, and I think you, you dropped, you dropped a significant amount of money, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> And, and yeah. it's always, it's always great to support a local business. And I'm sure Billy, I mean, I think you guys, I, Dylan, somebody picked up an autographed Billy Hurst record, which I know is we all did. Highly collectible. Highly collectible. Yeah. In fact, riverbendrecords.com, I bet you you can oh, oh Dylan, Dylan's got it in as like in case of fire shelf. In Wait. case Dylan's house is on yeah, fire. Dylan's getting all with all his records right now. So he's probably got it. Dylan's having a moment. Where, where the hell is it? There oh it no. Is. Oh. There it is. If you have look at all a personalized order. Oh my god! Yeah. Listen, I I had to turn it up. <laughs> yeah, Billy personalized uh, all of our records, which is really really cool. That was a fun experience. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a color variant. I'm waiting for Billy to do a run of like some splatter vinyl. Splatter, yeah. Something that makes me feel special because I'm whole. I, I I like to play the long game. I like I like. To, I'm waiting oh, for wow. like I'm like the the 45 RPM Billy Hurst release. If that's right. coming. Or I'm if waiting. there's going to be the Third Man Records Vault Package or the UHQR by Analog Productions or go mm -hmm. the digital route, do the MoFi One Step, that's fine. Yeah. It, it's coming. <laughs> and, and, no, but I love going to the shop. But anyway, so, so going back to the record store piece. So obviously St. Louis, you already had you know Riverbend Records. Obviously, it's easy to go on Yelp and Vintage Vinyl and those places. When it comes to New Orleans, what are some shops that have piqued your interest and are must-stops? 
Um, well, honestly, I think it was just the mere just convenience that most of the record stores that we're going to in the one day that we're going to be hitting up a bunch are all within the same street. Yeah, I think there's a, what was that one? No Pulp Records yeah. was one of them. Euclid okay. was another one. Euclid also has a St. Louis location. Yeah, so. yeah, but that's, yeah. Where, that's where we went in St. Louis. When we saw that there was one in New Orleans, we're like, okay, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, um, totally. I'm trying to think there were, I mean, there's a handful, obviously, but. So you have, you basically on the trip have one day pretty much focused on record stores. Is that safe? Is that, has that been that way on every trip? More so scattered throughout the other trips. Um, but with a lot of like the touristy things that we've incorporated in this year, we kind of made like a dedicated day and it just becomes so easy because like, you know, they've said it's all like kind of in this one area on one street. I think um, Euclid is the only one that's outside of all of the other uh, record stores and it's going to be done on a separate day, but pretty much all of our record shopping is, is mostly one day. Josh D says you better bring some serious cash shopping in New Orleans. <laughs> Lola, Del, Del, well, Dylan, you just need twenty dollars. You want your, you want your twenty dollars back? Should I give it back to you? We didn't say that, by the way. We're just that good. I'm just saying. We've been budgeted this year, though. So, um, which my husband and I normally budget anyway, but this year I think we've all kind of become a little bit stricter. We've mentioned in the group how. Um, you know, we're going to kind of limit ourselves to how many records we buy. And uh, so I have a like dollar amount limit for every store, but I really want to bring home one or two special records from okay. each store uh, just because my shelves are getting kind of full and I don't have a ton of space to expand. And I want to get a little bit more uh, stuff that I know I'll love and cherish and of course. be more intentional with your purchase. Yeah. Right? So. I think that's what we all kind of just decided as, as a group this year is we're all just going to be a little bit uh, more frugal, a little bit more intentional with our purchases and uh, spend some time doing like, you know, some really fun memories, just touring yeah. and making some good memories together. Not that, you know, record shopping isn't, but we've kind of said before, record shopping is something we can do separately anytime yeah. sure. um, and going to these cities and, going to museums and doing different tours or things that we can't necessarily do all the time. So yeah. we really live in that aspect up this year. Well, let me ask you this question. And this is a side question. So talking about being more intentional with your purchases, I've noticed the community at large, young, old, small, tall, whatever, it, it feels like there's been a, a renewed focus, or at least what I'm hearing and, and myself included of being more intentional with, with your purchases. Is that, do you feel a, that's accurate and B, do you feel that that's related to kind of the, the, the rising price of new vinyl and the scarcity of used vinyl because there's just so many collecting now the competition, Dylan, you work in a record store. What would you say to that? Price is definitely a big one for sure. But also for me personally, like I'm at a point where I am comfortable with what I have. Like most of the artists that I love, I have everything mostly. Um, I think in this case, I was going to say to kind of tally off with what Marika was saying about being frugal. We say that now. God, what's going <laughs> right. to happen when we actually go on this trip? I'm kidding. We, it, it's a serious attempt, but I think like at this point now I am out to find things that are like new discoveries for me personally, like new artists that I find or just new things like little rabbit holes I find myself in. Or sometimes if there's like a missing gap in a collection that's bound to be complete, 
whether that's just the fact that it's available and I just never like I just never pull the trigger right away, or if it's something of value that is a collector's piece, then by all means, anything like that is fair game. But uh, but also on the other hand too, it's just you know I've been doing this for God, I think next year is ten years since I've been collecting. I'm very like I said, I'm satisfied with what I have. So makes sense. Well, friend of the show, Steve Carlson, arguably the nicest guy in the vinyl community. Always. He said, I, he said, I always have a budget, but I call it a fluid budget. It changes, but not for the better. And, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, and I think to that point, though, I think that, you know, in terms of being focused and more intentional with your purchases, but listen, if, if that record that you've been looking for forever, that grail that you've never seen before, I mean, you got to give yourself some leeway to be flexible on that. But segue right. to the next question for you guys in terms of your trip, Josh, do you with a serious question? What are each of you are hunting is it can you guys name like maybe one grail that is top of mind that you're always on the hunt for i'll let you guys go first <laughs> i mean i'm gonna be basic and say the uh mobile fidelity pressing of a night at the opera because it is the only queen mobile fidelity pressing that i'm missing uh, i have a day at the races in the game so that's like one of my next big queen grails to get i'm always shopping for queen though like any random pressing of any album that I don't have or unofficial or seven inches, anything like that. Um, I know Jared's looking for a lot of Alice Cooper this year because his collection is lacking and I've uh, gotten him on that. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Emma, what do you say? What kind of grail? I mean, what kind of grails are your lid? And I'm assuming I, you'd be looking for them on this trip. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I can't think of any grills off the top of my head. I think my main focus on the trip, though, is I really want to, like we were talking about, being kind of a little bit frugal and, and making uh, intentional decisions in the store. I'm kind of leaning towards uh, trip-related records. So maybe it's kind of expanding in the jazz realm a little bit. Maybe it's, um, you know, I would love to add some Fats Domino to the collection. Uh, there's a cheap trick connection, obviously, with Ain't That a Shame. So I'd love to get that. Uh, I can't think of the name of that record off the top of my head, but that would be like the highlight of the trip for me to find in New Orleans. Um, okay. Just kind of keeping it intentional, keeping it attached to the trip and uh, seeing seeing what happens from there, I would say. <laughs> uh, Dylan, you're like a, uh, at the Wild West. You've got that grail that's ready to fire away. What, 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 gra what grail are, you, are on top of mind for you? Kiss Sonic Boom. Uh, got a one-time pressing back in 2010, 5,000 copies, five different colors, thousand each. Um, it goes for, I, I hate to say it at this point, definitely like within the middle part of three figures. Um, I did get an unofficial press at Billy store, uh, last year. So I was happy with that. I did get a kiss grail though, at the tail end of last year's uh, venture. When we were in Peoria, Illinois, I found a copy of, uh, kiss symphony alive Four. Um, that reaction in the documentary is truly genuine. I can affirm you on that. Um, you have to watch it for yourself to see it. Was, um, there, a was there a wardrobe change afterwards? Was it a poop your pants moment? Because you were pretty uh, excited. Was so I, I, I had to like just wipe away the tears a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I would say that. But I mean, that is a big hunk of dough. Honestly, anything Kiss related is fair game for me, whether it's unofficial or official. Um I know I've talked about it in the chat and one-on-one -on -one with some of the guys. I just finished watching uh, Daisy Jones and the Six, and if the soundtrack is out there, I will check that out. And then, um, I don't know, just whatever catches my eye. I'm, I'm kind of like, 
I want to make it a point to at least leave each store with at least one record. That way I can say I got something there, but depends on how these shops are. They might have some true fire in there that I can't just let go unscathed. <laughs> we'll see. You gotta, you gotta be flexible. Now, Dylan, how do you respond to this? Friend of the show, Louis Golden, says Eddie Vedder hasn't uh, aged today. That's so ironic because literally this morning, I finally listened to my copy of Pearl Jam 10. That is ironic right there. That's wow. Crazy. Look that at that. Funny. But I appreciate that. It's better than Ron <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. yes. Now, now, I knew Josh D couldn't keep it all serious. He says, I think you should do a Big Brother style and vote someone off every other day. <laughs> Thoughts on this? This is a very drastic departure through the harmony that sounds like these trips are really predicated on. I mean, would you vote someone out if they needed to be? What would you say to that, Marika? <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm gonna vote Dylan out right now just because wow. wow. didn't even make the trip. Dylan. Wow, um, <laughs> I would never uh vote any of these guys off. I love them too much. Nice. Um, when we talked about confessionals, uh, we talked about doing more like Jersey Shore style. So uh, okay, so um, <laughs> <laughs> being wild and chaotic. Um, definitely got to get Dylan when he's had a, a couple IPAs in him and uh he's feeling it so that's all i get it look give me two ipas then send me off to a record store and then i will be in my prime (laughs) that was damage at third man in nashville Uh, don't i'm honestly glad we're not going there first because i don't want to pregame too hard (laughs) pregame (laughs) pregame So, so Trevor's got to go. And so what were some things that you guys were surprised to learn about each other when going on these trips, music or otherwise? Mm. We're, um, all kind of, we're all kind of early birds. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, yeah. I'm surprised that everybody wakes up pretty early because I feel like I wake up early and all of my friends are like getting up at 10, 11 o'clock. And with these guys, it's like I'm almost the last one up, and I get up at like 6 a.m. every day. Like I have an internal alarm clock. But Dylan's always up like an hour ahead of time because he's used to his Eastern Standard Time. So he's yeah. really up at 6 o'clock. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, you know, we all have these like really early morning coffee chats. Those are always um, You know, we're all early birds and can enjoy our coffee together. That was going to be my thing so i don't know well it's very interesting you say that i'm posting links to all their channels by the way so i'm not trying to be rude here but it's interesting you say that because you would think being uh, younger than, than, than many of us in the community that early rising and uh, a road trip and and libations probably don't go together so i'm very it's very interesting you guys are yeah. getting up early and early birds we stay up late too like it's ridiculous we'll yeah. stay up till like midnight just bullshit yeah. yeah yeah and you know just enjoying our time together and i think it's a lot of adrenaline too because like we really only get this one big group reunion you know once every year so uh i think it's really like just a bunch of adrenaline and excitement and mm-hmm. we just want to spend as much time together as possible i think as a group before we have to say our goodbyes oh we got a personal question dylan this is a member of your fan club uh, Dimebag Dave seventy seven says, "Are you still using Klitsch?" Yes, I do, but I think I might be in for an upgrade in about a year's time. I'm starting to notice the the wear. So, I to- bad news. 
Uh, I like we'll, Frank. Yeah, I hear you. Now, well, let, let me ask you this because we're coming up on uh, close to an hour. We can, we can run a little long if we need to, but let's kind of start winding down the conversation. What would you guys say now that you, you obviously have an itinerary for the trip, you know where you're going, you're leaving tomorrow, like trains on the tracks. Each of you, what would you say, what's the thing you're most looking forward to? Obviously, outside of getting together, seeing each other, the fellowship, trip specific. We'll start with you, Dylan. What What's the thing that you're probably most geeked about doing? Uh, on I'm going to pull an Uno card and go to the the other two. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All I got to right. think about this one. I, I am excited for Jazz Night. That has kind of been my highlight. Like I said, if you're kind of tuning in now, we're doing a designated uh, Jazz Night. And I, I've always wanted to go to Preservation Hall. That has just been on the top of my list for the longest time. I just think it's a must, especially just for the historic value and obviously the music value. And um, yeah, that's that's what I'm most excited for. Are you familiar with an artist named Trombone Shorty out of New Orleans? Um, I don't think so. Okay, I'm just planting a seed. He's a he's, he's a younger guy, and uh, but he's a, he obviously plays a trombone. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert! But a really talented musician. He has New Orleans roots. Just planting the seed. Check it out. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, and what would you say for you, being a fellow planner like I am, What what's the thing that you're like probably, one, if not the most excited to do? Like what comes to mind when you're like, man, I can't wait for this trip? I am really excited to do the Tabasco plant tour. Um, we've got tickets for a self-guided tour. And then uh, they have a restaurant in the area and everything is made with some type of Tabasco product. I'm really excited about that. I would say that's probably a tie uh, with the ghost and voodoo tour because I'm into all that uh, weird stuff too, I guess. Hey, but. You, you and me both. I watch uh, Ghost Adventures. I got my son, yeah. uh, Zach Baggins, autobiography. So I'm, I'm with you on that stuff. Yeah. All right, Dylan. We, we've, we've buffered it up for you. Right, what the most excited? <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to have to go with what Emma said, Jazz Night, because – You'll see it in the doc. We are going to be dressed like you've never seen us before. <laughs> wow. wow. So there's there's a there's, there's wardrobe planning involved in this. Wow. Like, okay. I, I, had, to, I had to buy a piece for this trip. <laughs> there's lots of wardrobe planning in this trip. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. I, I would say it's definitely jazz night. Um, of course, the record stores are always exciting to check out. The ghost tour is going to be quite interesting. Third man. Um, uh, I Third would man. Third man. <laughs> so, not to, to disclose too much. I mean, obviously, New Orleans is the that is the centerpiece of our of our travels. But there is, there is going to be a detour back to Nashville when we leave. Uh. <laughs> there is going to be a little detour, and we are going to be visiting Third Man, which was the first record store that we had gone to during our first trip. But honestly, like it, I don't know, it feels like full circle in a sense, just because you know mm-hmm. two years have passed, we're back, and uh, also it's fucking Third Man Records. So of course, I'm literally <laughs> going to call them today and be like, "Hey, is your record booth working? Because I really want to record something." But wow. uh, but yeah, def- definitely that for sure. Okay, well, if you're in Nashville. And you're going if you're going to do this third man thing. Uh, I think it's Hattie's Hot Chicken is a great place. Yes. It's okay. So I'm reading that. Yeah, it's over by uh, Vanderbilt. Hattie B's. Yep. Hattie B's highly recommended if that's kind of especially if you like hot food. If you're talking about it, yeah. that's a good. That's a good role. So well, good. Well, I tell you what. One thing I, I was really excited to kind of be part of this announcement and, and part of this project because you guys, it's definitely authentic. Your guys' connection and especially. 
you'll find this out as you get older. It's, it's, it's harder and harder to make these connections, especially new connections. Like, you know, you got your childhood friends, work friends, all that kind of stuff, but the older you get. So being able to meet like-minded people, kind people, people who enjoy your company is something it's, it's harder and harder to find as, as you know, the internet has taken us. Sorry, I'm on my soapbox for a second. But as the internet is, is connected us more than ever, it's, it's real communal connections that get harder and harder to, to strengthen. So I really admire and enjoy these documentaries and, and listen to you guys interact because it's very authentic and it's very cool. And, and it's awesome to hear like you guys are still doing it. This is year three and probably years in the future. That's really cool. Just wait till year 30. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be around for year 30, but we'll see. I guess. No. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor's, got, well, Trevor's got another question on this third man tip. He says, has anybody been to the Detroit third man records? I'm, I'm assuming no, but we, no. we have no. not. Um, I mean, obviously Detroit is Detroit, but if there was to be a Detroit uh, trip, that's definitely a stop. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well guys, I appreciate the time. I, if there's any more questions that come in between now and me winding this down, maybe fire those up. But I know you guys got you guys got to get on the road tomorrow. You guys got to get going. But I don't want to keep I'll it from that. You, but. Right about now, I'll be waiting by my airport gate. So yeah, tomorrow I'll be in twenty-four hours. Yeah, you'll be in the car. You'll be almost here. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm I'm gonna give the elder statesman, the Mount Rushy, Norman Maslow, the last word here, and he says, having like-minded record. And music friends is precious and magical. Have fun, folks. Damn straight. Fitness said it better myself. So appreciate the time. Again, this is Concert Buddy. This is the youngest members of the vinyl community. That's a mouthful. Yeah, I had to practice saying that, make sure I wouldn't follow that up. Youngest members or youngest members of the VC. All right, all right. Well, we'll, we'll go around the horn. Dylan, the record spinner, always great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Emma, the channel is 8 Vinyl Low. Thanks yes. again. Good to see you as always. And Marikan. Rican's music. A new video just dropped this morning. Working hard. Getting out there. Go watch it. Go check it out. I hope you guys have a great trip, and I'm looking forward to seeing the documentary. August. You are, I got you on the hook, Dylan. You said August. Early August. Early yes. August. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time on the Vinyl Community Podcasts.